We're going to start off uh, our Advent season with a reading from Romans chapter 13. If you wanted to open up your Bibles or your devices up to Romans chapter 13, we're going to start at verse 11. This is what the Apostle Paul says to us, and do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for gathering us here today. As we enter into this Advent season, we're reminded that we have come not only to celebrate your birth, but also your eventual return. So Lord, would you open our eyes into what you are doing in us and through us this morning, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. It's a, it's a very, very, very rare occasion, but every once in a while, every once in a while, I actually see a sunrise. Anybody else here? Anybody else here that uh, very few sunrises? Uh, yeah, you, you're kind of with me. It's kind of like, hey, do you want to get up early and watch the sunrise? No. No, I don't. Uh, um, I've seen thousands of sunsets, but probably, honestly, only maybe a few dozen sunrises. And it's for obvious reasons that this is the case, because the sun gets up at a stupid time every <laughs> single morning. This uh, past spring, I had the opportunity to travel to Hawaii with Carol and her family, and we took this once-in-a-lifetime trip to, to Maui. And part of that trip, we went to the top of Mount Halikalakalala, whatever it is, this uh, volcano, and it, well, the purpose was to go up on top of this volcano and to watch the sunrise. And we had to get up at an insanely early hour to make this couple-hour trip up the volcano. By Jeep. I'm not that stupid. I didn't walk up. It was by Jeep. And so this was the view right before sunrise. All right, so that is from the top of the volcano. Of course, this picture doesn't do this experience justice. Uh, there were just some hills there of that volcano in front of us. But what you're seeing there is the start of the sun, the light just starting to rise over the top of the clouds. We're 10,000 feet in the air there. I have to tell you, it was also uh, deathly cold. It was so worth, though, getting up at that insane time in the morning and freezing to experience the majesty of God that morning. And even before the light of the sun came up, I felt so close to God that morning. There were no other lights on top of that volcano. All you could see is the majesty and the splendor of God and all the stars that he has created and hung there. 
And it occurred to me that if I was the only person alive ever, that God still would have done that just for me. And I felt so close to the creator this morning. That sunrise was a very spiritual experience for me. The light was coming. And we could see the glimpses of the oranges and the yellows right there on the horizon. But the sun wasn't up yet. There were vast expanses of darkness still around us. And it was the time before everything started to wake up. On top of that volcano that day, it was eerie quiet. If you're up before the sun rises, the sounds of, of nature are barely audible and the, before the world seems to just wake up all at once. And the dawn is that time between the night's darkness and the day's light. It's not quite day. It's not quite night. And I don't know if you caught it when, when our teens were lighting the Advent wreath, but they mentioned that the Advent is the season of the dawn and that we are supposed to be the people of the dawn. Advent is that season of the dawn. We are to live in this space between the darkness of a world without Christ and the light of a world with Christ, where we see the light is coming. We know that it's approaching, yet it's not fully arrived. So here's a picture of the same view just as the sun started to peek its head over the horizon. And now you can see the clouds and all what it was like up there that day. See now as we approach the birth of Jesus and our coming light we're also reminded that we are still Advent people living within that glow of the dawn. We as Christians are no longer people of the darkness. We are to be people of the light. Even if Christ is yet to come back to claim his church. The Apostle Paul, Romans 13, reminds us that the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. You see, you and I are called and the Apostle Paul reminds us that we are to be the Advent people. We are to be the people of the dawn. We live in the reality that the kingdom of God is upon us. It's just not as, it's not as it was before Jesus came to earth the first time. Jesus has already brought forth his kingdom, yet we know that there's more coming, don't we? Christ's kingdom will be fulfilled when he returns again. And so on our first Sunday of Advent, we had the teens light this candle of hope. And it's a fitting reminder that our hope lies in the lives of our young people. And if our teens are any indication of hope, I think we are in good hands. Amen? Amen. This uh, candle also reminds us that we have hope because we celebrate Jesus coming to a stable a long time ago. But it's also a reminder that we have hope that Christ is going to come again. And so this first Sunday of Advent is kind of that in-between time. Yes, we're here to celebrate Christ's birth, but we're also looking forward to his return. And it's a reminder for us that we are to be the people of the light, surrounded by a world covered in darkness. 
We are called to be the people of the dawn, the people of light. We are called to live and to serve and to celebrate. We are called to mourn and to grieve, all while bathed in a light of hope. See, the light has come, and the light is still yet to come. This is the season of the dawn. This is the time in between. In the early days of the church, the people were still waiting for their Messiah uh, to come again and to make everything right. See, they thought when Jesus showed up the first time that he was going to make everything right, kick the Romans out, and that didn't happen. And so they're still kind of waiting for Jesus to return, uh, to make everything right again. And now that they have seen the Savior come, it was easy for this early church just to kind of sit back and do nothing and to think, we don't have to do anything. Jesus is going to come back and the Messiah is going to make everything right. And so therefore, we can just take it easy. But the Apostle Paul was writing to this early church and he warned them not to waste their present time. They couldn't wait just in in hope that Jesus would return to make everything right. And so we can't either. And so if you're taking notes, go ahead and write this down. God gives us hope in our present time. God gives us hope now. God gives us hope in this present time. Paul was reminding the people of the early church that... Yes, we get it. We understand that this world is a world full of of suffering and death and, and pain. We understand that. See, when Jesus came to earth, these things were not eradicated, were they? They still exist. Suffering and sin didn't magically disappear from existence just because Jesus came to be born in a manger. They're still here. And Paul was writing to people that were very familiar with pain and suffering. The Roman government, uh, the ruling government at the time, was created by suffering and pain. Pain and suffering formed the empire of the Romans, and they used it to control their people and to keep their subjects in line by continuing to threaten more and more pain and suffering upon their people. And now here we are, we're 2,000-some years separated away from that Roman empire, yet we still represent the present time that Paul talks about. We too still live in a world full of suffering and pain, don't we? And we still live in a world full of sin. And just when we thought things might get a little bit better and we had that hope, we spent two years in COVID and all of that was behind us and the world economy crashes. We know the reality of suffering and pain and grief all too well, don't we? We get it. We understand we're still in this present time. Every time that I turn on the news, I hear story after story of darkness. And the reminder of darkness in our world, see, suffering and pain still exist. It exists in our nation. It exists in our world. It exists locally. It's here. It's alive. And it seems like pain and suffering have thrived in 2022, hasn't it? Yet Paul is pointing out something to the church in Rome and then us to hear us here in Pekin. That although we're well acquainted with sin and suffering in the world, we're also simultaneously aware of the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Since we are people of the dawn, we see that there, we see that thin veil that's dividing a world of suffering and shame from the glory of what is yet to come. We know that there's something in between. We're living in that time in between. We can see the glory. We know how things should be in the world. We, we get that. Christ has opened our eyes to how things should be. And our hearts desire it. And just like when I was on that volcano, it's almost, it's almost like we can reach out and touch the glory of God. We know it's coming. We know it's coming. It's, it's so close, yet it's not here yet. So, granted, there are times in our life when, and seasons in our life when it seems like that veil in between the suffering and pain and the upcoming glory of, of God gets thicker and thicker and darker and darker. And we face times in our life when that glory of God and the very presence of Jesus seems so distant from us. Yet for the people of Christ, that veil in between is never opaque. We can always see the glory. We can always see that hope. Jesus has not left us alone. It's because we know the hope that the Holy Spirit gives us. And we realize that as people of Advent, we live in this space in between the resurrection of Jesus and the time that he returns, the time that he is going to split the clouds and the trumpets will sound and he will return triumphantly back to earth. That glory hasn't come yet. So what do we do? Oh, how do we live in this time of Advent in the in-between times? How do we live during Advent, the time between the ascension of Jesus up into heaven? And his return as the all-powerful Messiah to make everything right once again. So number two, because of Christ and because of the power of the Holy Spirit, those who follow Christ already live as though Christ is returned. See, Paul told the, the people of Rome, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Of course, Paul wasn't implying that the people of Rome were physically asleep. This was just, this was a phrase that was often used to, to point to the people that were following Christ, those that have woken up. They are the people uh, that are, have realized the truth in Jesus, although most of the world around us and them still sleeps. Sleep if they don't know or are not following Jesus. And so Paul is telling us that we need to be awake and we need to be aware. We need to be a culture that is actively seeking out people and places on which to shine our light of hope. And until Christ returns, until he comes back and he makes everything right once again, we are to be the people of hope. Paul tells us to wake up. He says, be active. Don't let this time pass you by. Don't let this time pass you up. There's work to be done. 
I don't know if you noticed it last week, uh, but one of my favorite things of, of us celebrating Thanksgiving together was watching Becky Keene. Did you notice her? It, w- it was so awesome watching her working so hard in the kitchen and helping to prepare that Thanksgiving meal for us. I know that there was a ton of other people helping, but Becky was in, in kind of in charge. And in case you also didn't know, that was one of Becky's last times she gets to serve PFN because she's moving to Louisiana. You don't need to look much further than Becky to see a life spent serving, do you? It seems that every event that we have, there's this streak of purple hair running around, right? Making sure that you are being taken care of, making sure that she is serving the people of PFN. See, Becky is a person of the dawn. She is living out Advent. Paul told us to wake up. Sound like my experiences, apparently there is a lot that happens at dawn. In the Middle East, where Paul was writing, the days were long and they were hot. And so the majority of people were already awake at sunrise. I remember when I was little, I would go to Phoenix to visit my grandparents there. And for some reason, one of those days we were out driving around before sunrise. I don't know why. But uh, we were, and we came up on the highway, and the highway was full of workers being illuminated by their floodlights that were already working on the highway. And I remember asking my grandpa why they started so early. Highway workers in Illinois never seem to work that early. And he said, because they're finished by noon here in Phoenix. It's too hot to work in the afternoon here. And so Rome wasn't any different. The people couldn't escape to an air-conditioned house or a truck to escape. There was no cold iced tea. There was no cold soda waiting for them to take a break in a refrigerator. So the, the dawn was full of activity, and the dawn was a busy time. See, what Paul is saying here, the implication is for us not to waste our time, to get busy, to go to where the people are already at. And show up in a dark place so that your light will illuminate the world. Paul is saying, hey, PFN, do you know what the light looks like? You are to be the light. You are the ones that are reflecting the light of Jesus into a broken and dark world. So don't waste your time. Time is of action. See, we get to carry the hope of Jesus wherever we go. You who were once lost have now been found. You who were blind now have been given the gift of sight. You think differently than the rest of the world. You know the source of hope. Amen? If you are a follower of Jesus and have trusted him to direct your life, you do not have to live in defeat. You do not have to wait for Jesus to come back to make everything right because until then, you are Jesus on earth. You get to be hope. You get to be peace. You get to spread joy this Advent season. And above all, you get to show 
love. You are to spread the Christmas spirit. Guess what? It's not Walmart's job. It's not Target's job. They exist so they can make money off of you. It's not the government's job to spread the love of Jesus. It's the job of the church to spread the love of Jesus. So we don't even really need to be uh, concerned about them. We have a job to do. The time is now. The time is now for us to get busy. It is the dawn, and there are hurting people all around us. So PFN, let's make sure that we are the people of light this Advent season. Advent is the season of the dawn. Christ came the first time, and our lives have been radically transformed because of it. We are no longer people of the darkness, and we no longer need to behave like people of the night, because you and I are people of the day. Therefore, we should cast off the ways of this world and live as if we are in the light. See, we should never put on those spiritual blinders and ignore the suffering and sin in our world. To do that would be a heartbreaking mistake. So for those that are living in the world of suffering, let your light shine, PFN. Let your light shine. Be that glimpse of, be that glimpse of glory. Be that glimpse of hope that we know is coming. Submerged is going to come here uh, to play one of our songs again. Here comes heaven. Except this time, as you sing those words, yes, we're talking about Jesus coming from heaven to earth. But think about you being heaven on earth. This time when you sing, think about that you are the people of the dawn. You are the light in this dark world. Here comes heaven. And until the time comes that Jesus returns, you are the hope of heaven in a broken world. But before you leave, get a glimpse of this candle of hope and allow that, allow that flame to burn an image in your mind. A reminder as you go wherever life takes you this week that you are people of the dawn that you are the people of Advent, that you are the people of hope living in the in-between.